Sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Waiting for Game. I'm your host, Gimme That Wheat. I'm here with my lovely co-host, Edwin Budding. Uh, please ignore the audio issue. That's uh, our idiot producer, Andy Sanster. Forgot to unmute. Um, we have a show for you today, as they say. Uh, joining us today, we have Melly Sideposts. How are you doing? Uh, I'm pretty good. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm excited to be on the show that I've been watching for like two years now. <laughs> two years! Wow. I think you might be our first guest who's been a longtime listener since the since the Melee Stats podcast. It's so crazy it's, to think about. What, I used to watch you. I used to be like, if I fall asleep to Melee, I'll absorb the knowledge. So I would just like watch either you as I go to bed, or I would I would watch uh, a thousand and one between guys. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah you actually just reminded me of an argument that uh that ambi and i had a long time ago about far- fox mains and marth mains which is which comes up like it doesn't come up as often as it used to but like you know once once a month it'll come out and uh ambi said one line that particularly resonated with me and it cut to the core he he, he and I were in an argument. I think this is actually an argument over the combo video of version 2.0, the Martha, the, the Real Kings Wear Tiaras or whatever, or like both those combo videos. And, and Ambi just drops this bomb on me. He says, Edwin, you're just in denial because all you Marth mains think you're so cool, but you just go to bed wa- falling asleep to a thousand and one Mutiking Edge no cards way. in Marth. That's funny. And I, di- and I distinctly remember in college for like three months every night going to bed watching watching a thousand and one Mutiking yeah, Edge cards. It's crazy. I was, I was like, what the hell? That's so mean. Why would you say that? It's not mean. It's just what it is. Like, it's, it's not even a bad thing. It's just like, I don't know. I watch these combo videos of marth players and like you know sometimes they have like a reverse fair and i'm like oh that's cool but like they're just like different random subsets of the 1001 marth edgeguards video uh. <laughs> but i think to be fair i think that's from our era i feel like the new i feel like the newer marth players just watch zane yeah <laughs> they just like, watch zane and get everything they, they need to know. uncle punch the amata shine practice you can do with marth and just grind that yeah, I uh, I got I got a frame one the other day. My good friend Wheat and fellow host of the show actually sent uh, sent me one, which I'm very grateful for. And it's so funny, like I'm able to wave dash, ledge dash, and do all this stuff on frame one, but I can't short hop correctly. Yeah. I hear it's really hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah. always funny whenever people post their day one box stuff. They're like, "Oh, look at me! I can quadruple shine day one on box. I'm so sick. This thing's so broken." And I'm like, "Okay, go ahead. Turn around. Turn to the left." Go to the left and attack once. Go ahead. It it took me two days to figure out how to walk properly. Yeah, I was like, I can't walk. I can ledge dash when I can't walk. What kind of game is this? Uh, I don't have a good transition, but I can say that Leffen once played frame one. And I guess the first topic of the day is to just kind of recap the last week and a half or so of what's been going on at Summit. And obviously, I I think one of the biggest things is that uh, Leffen's not able to come because of, you know, like travel issues related to COVID and everything else, which is, I mean, this is kind of an open discussion, but I I can say I'm pretty disappointed because I thought he actually had like a very good chance of winning the event. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely thought he might have actually been the favorite to win the entire thing Uh, yeah you know i keep saying this um i think people meme on the chic decision i think it's 
I think oh, it's, it's really, really good. Yeah, she she poops on Mirth. It's crazy. And yeah, I don't even was, know like, if she poops on Mirth, but I definitely yeah, think Yeah, I think Mirth is just really good. Yeah, sure. I just think that, like, you know, the reason that character switches are kind of derided in Melee, specifically compared to, like, other games, is that I think it, it takes a lot to, like, deeply learn a character in Melee, because, because since there are so few characters that are, like, super at-the-top viable... Um, you know, the the relative uh, toolkit versus toolkit stuff with all the matchups is really, really fleshed out compared to other games. Um, but I think, like, of all the players that I can imagine, you know, having the, the, the work ethic to actually deeply learn a second character, um, it had to be Leffen, right? Like, he's gotten so good mm-hmm. at so many different, uniquely different type of games um, that, you know, the switch to being good at Sheik for, like, a handful of matchups just feels... Like, it would obviously work really well with enough practice. So I was really excited. I was like, oh, this is going to be so awesome. Uh, but unfortunately, <laughs> not so good. Not so good for left and fans these days. Yeah, I mean... I... Oh, sorry. What? No, you, you okay. go on. I just think, like, Sheik's place in the meta is just going to be destroying boxes. And I, it's just, I like, this is... I mean, destroying uh, Mars. And I was like, this is a sign of what's to come. I'm okay with this. We're all okay with this. And... I just wanted to see Leffen at Summit just because I think we've seen him at his peak and that's winning Evo, destroying Armada. And I don't think we've ever really gotten to that point again since Evo. It's all taken away from us. And Leffen just has the worst luck. Like, I think he could be the GOAT if he just, like, stopped getting destroyed by these issues. One thing I was particularly interested to see as far as matchups go for Leffen at Summit I mean, I guess this is kind of null now, but I really wanted to see how Leffen w- would do against the like kind of play styles and characters that he doesn't get practice against in Europe. Like, I wanted to see, I wanted to see how Leffen would do against like, you know, you, I guess it depends on how how the big one turns out. But if if none got into Summit, I wanted to see how Leffen deals with the new and improved none. I would would have wanted to see how Leffen does in a Fox Ditto against IBW. How he would have managed that. And a lot of that, like, tier one and a half to tier two, like, groups of players. Because I feel strangely very confident in his ability to, like, keep up with Mango and, and Zane. That was really the only, like, thing I wasn't sure of with Leffen. You think so? I actually think that Mango is by far his, his scariest. Toughest? Yeah, no, I always think that... I've always thought that uh, Leffen had a hard time with, with Falco specifically, I guess. But particularly with Mango, um, you know... It was just very weird to me because I, I distinctly remember a lot of the the lanes that the the Zane Leffen sets being like really good for Leffen, and uh, I think even the ones that he lost against Zane were like he would play super super well and then like barely win in game five or barely lose in game five or whatever, and that like really frustrated him or whatever. But um, I always got the sense that Leffen's character switch was like him getting ahead of Zane improving rather than him like oh I have a Zane problem I need to do this to beat Zane. Um, Whereas with Mango, I just feel like randomly you'd get 3-0'd by Mango or whatever. Um, and, you know, given how well Mango is playing recently, like, even when Mango was, like, you know, distinctly one of the worst in that, like, upper tier of the Pantheon, he was always very threatening for Leffen. And now that he's not at the lower end of that Pantheon anymore, I thought that he was really scary. I actually thought that he was a higher favorite chance against Leffen compared to Zane. But that might be I a just bit think... fringe. <laughs> I, I think I think Leffen against Falco is just like a complete 
a, a very different beast than a lot of the the foxes that like we've seen Mango go up against. Like even mm-hmm. like even even a step above IBDW, just his like understanding of the character, like what what he can and can't do, right? Like like if he if he notices that you can't deal, like you've watched enough of Leffen versus the real thing or like other Falcos right, right. Yeah, no, to where like, like, like I think a lot of the three O's and they're like, I've mentioned this before, like maybe on the old show, even that like their, their sets are pretty volatile. Like, I, I don't think that's necessarily indicative of what their average odds are in a set, but that, but it is interesting. Cause like, it also goes the other way around. Like Leffen hasn't played someone like Mango. Trini, what do you think? Uh, I, I remember like, uh, Leffen played Frenzy and it was kind of close, right? Over, over land, over Neplay, right? At an online tournament. Um, well, not not at the online tournament. I don't think the guys they stream a good amount. Um, friendly sessions with each other. I have a bunch of them saved because I'm a nerd. I watch that shit. But um, <laughs> what's it? Tell tell us that. Oh, what's that's, the average? That's great. Game? I just uh, you know, Leffen isn't talking. He's got his mic muted. Yeah. Uh, you just hear the controller sounds. Like Leffen does like a bunch of beautiful full hops, and there's like crazy skins on left and stream where like yoshi story is like cave story or something um but it's just like him doing left and things and frenzy doing things that sp99 would say are sp99 things uh and it's it's very fun to watch no i'm a big fan of those two uh but they played at that one tournament where Leffen actually used the controller and Frenzy got 3 would really bad. Oh, really? So. Yeah, I think I'm, I was <laughs> yeah. confining no. the box results. Yeah, but, yeah. Yeah, if there's, like, two people I worry about Leffen playing, it's, uh, it's like, Axe and Mango. Because, so. like, he's been kind of getting destroyed by Axe, didn't he? He, like, lost at, like, the last two times they played. It's been a while. Like, yeah. Leffen and Axe is always weird because it always feels like Axe catches him by surprise for a couple sets where where he, he beats Leffen solidly. And then Leffen just, like, beats him a bunch and we don't even think about it. And yeah, then Axe probably. comes back with, like, a new back, like, like a new, like a new strategy or whatever. But, but like, Leffen, Leffen eventually catches. So I, I feel kind of similarly about Wizzy, although a yeah, little, like, but I guess, I guess Wizzy won't be a factor now. But, like, I think, uh, but I always felt similarly for, like, Leffen against Wizzy, where, like, even if Wizzy would beat him, like, twice or three times in a row, it never felt, like, it doesn't feel like a hard matchup for Leffen, you, you know? Uh, do you think, like, Leffen's absence at Summit will, like, leave anybody in check that's there? Like, Well, likely know- what? Like Leffen's absence at Summit leaves anybody unchecked because we know like players mm. always have their dynamics. Like there's like an RPS, like Mango would beat Armada, and then Armada Armada would beat Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I think it's it, make it, things think, easier for Zane, right? Yeah, that was the big one that came yeah, to mind definitely. for me. But I think a lot of but people pl- would probably disagree with that. Um, I much like Ambi, I have a lot of club seconds saved, and he was given Zane the hand. It was crazy. Even yeah, like, I yeah, saw that. I it saw was that. nuts. I was like, I love this game. I love Sheik. I love you, Club. I'm sorry for downing you. <laughs> I was watching. I was watching some of Club's friendlies against Zane. It was like an hour and a half or something. And I distinctly looked back at the time when uh, I might have mentioned Trinity. You might remember this, but I mentioned to Wheat and Ambi during one like very sweaty Zane Leffen Sheik session. I was like, this is the pinnacle of Marth Sheik. And then like, I saw the like club... literally the second week that Leffen had been touching Sheik for any capacity. <laughs> it was so high level. It was like them I playing on three frame like for two hours. <laughs> yeah. And like was Leffen insane. was very clearly trying to like learn to move around with the character for the first time. But he was, but he his was slow charts were the so game good. Was dude. So good. It was so good. All the ideas are there. And then I just watched Plup beat Zane for like eighty five percent of the friendly. I was like, <laughs> oh never mind. I guess this is the peak of the <laughs> Yeah, you're like no, I, I mean, 
left it's crazy left it's crazy and you're like you're like misses a walk up to on zane just dies for it <laughs> and they're like oh okay <laughs> yeah i think um that's an interesting question i don't know like zane is the first thing that comes into mind but i don't know how like you know who I think gets helped by Leffen not being there? Hbox. Well, well, yeah, Hbox I guess. Hbox is a fun answer. Yeah, Hbox, is, I, I guess. But uh, I, I was actually gonna say Plup. I think that's yeah, one less box he has to worry yeah. about. And you know, maybe I know historically that it's not like Leffen beats him all the time. But I think that in the, like the last two and a half years, at least from what whatever we've seen of Plup, uh, Fox is definitely like one of those matchups that I think like you know it it, it could be in part because of the character he plays. Uh, I don't want to get you started too much on on this journey, but yeah, you know, say, saying fiction hacks like when he was around, um, saying saying like like that caliber of player beat Plup a lot. S Fat also. Yeah, S Fat beat Plup at Slippy Championships League. I lost so many points on. I won so many points. points. You're yeah, fucking the odds was free odds. He's like seven or no against Sheik in the last year and a half. Yeah, it's S Fat against Sheik, and he and the odds were like two to eight. The I won so many point. points. I won like a six-digit <laughs> number of points on that set. Uh, I got so rich at betting on SFAT that tournament. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I did bet. I did bet on Kadora beating Club, and that's that. And then I bet on Moki's whole thing. I bet on Moki's whole IBW <laughs> run, and I'm like, okay, I'm recovering. I'm recovering. That's pretty good. You know, I, I guess speaking of speaking of summits, since we're talking about Leffen, uh, it's easy to overlook that this week literally had like the most Smash Summit votes. Like yeah. ever, I was not and I was not expecting the level of votes to which it got to, and more importantly, I think if you had told any of us two months ago or three months ago, in fact, I don't think I know if anyone could have predicted that Yingling would get into Smash Summit Eleven, I, I would have called them a liar. Like what? A, that had to have been the. You greatest, know, it's funny. Like, I think if you campaign. if you made me guess who would get into Summit. There was no way I'd be able to pick Link Yingling, but I think if you asked me if Yingling could get into Summit like two and a half yeah. to, to four, I would have been like, yeah, no, of course he could easily do it. No, no, come no. On. If, if you showed me like a list of all the people that were up for voting, and I'd be like, yeah, Yingling could get it. Yeah, no, well, I, know I, I guess the power maybe of the like if you picked a bunch of players around like re, like a, their regional PR or something, like a, among a crew of similar players, and you asked me, oh, like pick a player who you think will be likely to make like an underdog run this summer i guess yingling would no it's yingling would make it yeah out of all all of them yeah i mean I, Andy, I, 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 I would choose uh, matt tyro but matt tyro. He's, like, he's like he's around that level on a indiana pr but you know, uh, it, it's funny. We're talking about Yingling making the underdog run to Summit. I remember in the old days of the the old Melee Stats, um, the Melee Stats server, Ambi had a prediction that SmashBob SquarePants was going to make it into Summit. Did I predict that yeah. he would actually make it? Yeah, you predicted. Ambi was like, you know what? I think SmashBob SquarePants got a fighting chance. Then he had that whole like rap video come out and everything, but he made it to like the final four. And I remember just thinking, like, God, like, don't let Ambi be right on this <laughs> SmashBob SquarePants. I have a good nose for the good meme picks, dude. I yeah. still think that I think if if Dark Genix made his full campaign the way oh, that he yeah. was planning, Dark I think Genix he would have. Yeah. Uh, but... Yeah, I mean, Dark Genix had a lot of money too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a good point. It, but, it was really funny seeing like so many people on uh, 
So many people get angry about the fact that Ying, they're they're like Smash Summit is not a popularity contest. Like <laughs> Smash is a meritocracy. If you play hard enough, you will do it, and, it's, and you're ruining the I, sanctity. I don't understand. It's like it's like the only people who deserve to be at Summit are the people who qualify through events. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. literally why. Like, there's like, literally they... an avenue. Like if you're not good enough to make it to the event through that, then like I don't know what you want. Like. I think it would be so lame if it was just like a like a sixteen person invitational with no input from the community at all about which people get get selected. That'd yeah, be so boring. Okay. Or like yeah. it's like um, if the if the like the requirements are more strict, it's like oh you have to get top three in an event and then you can get in. But it's like it's just no Yingling Nick Yingling yeah. maybe you could be Nick and people act like they like if I was Nick Yingling who I am half as good as. Maybe less than half. I would go for it. I would go for yeah, it, yeah. and I, I, so would every other Smash player. So don't. You're pretty good, Trini. Don't sell yourself short. Maybe in like, maybe in like four months. Who knows? Maybe Gailey gets you into Gailey gets you into Summit. You never know. That'd be fun. Why don't we talk about another uh, Gailey player who had who had a pretty good time getting into Summit? I was very happy to see LSD make it in. Me too. Oh, trust me, me too. As his sponsor, <laughs> his friend for like five years. We'd just love to see it, really. Yeah, and I hope that LSD remains committed to Melee as they <laughs> seem to be, because this is this is definitely a running gag on the show that uh, LSD immediately after retiring will win a tournament, three owing everyone through losers or, <laughs> or destroying everyone. I'm actually curious to see how LSD would do against the against the Summit Field in like a completely oh. new environment. We were talking about like opponents that uh opponents that would would um. Like matchups that we want to see Leffen against. I I was actually curious to see like Leffen against LSD. Not because I think like Leffen would be like an underdog or anything. I just I just thought that was a very interesting matchup of like, you know, a completely different style of Marth than like, you know, Zane. And um I w- and I wonder how Leffen would treat the Sheik like against other Marths or if he would just go Fox. I got I guess we'll have to wait longer to find out. But that yeah, was one matchup sad. I was very excited to see. I think LC is making top eight at Summit. I think LC is going to be the next big. The, LC is the next big player, in my opinion. I'm not even just saying that. I just think he's. I just think he's. I do know that LSD is in the Goom Wave queue, and I think that <laughs> LSD just like throws a tantrum and quits whenever he doesn't have a good controller. So I think once he gets that controller, I have some faith that he will remain in the game for a good period of time. Uh, and in that case, I'm excited to see where he goes. But I don't know. Maybe he drops his. Uh, maybe he drops his goom wave in the river, and then he quits melee again until he gets another one. Yeah. yeah genuinely a very, very exciting player in and out of the game. And obviously, yeah. I am biased because I take lessons from LSD. But oh, really? I, of course, always want him to do well. I um, I do wonder. Like, one matchups that, that I'm curious to see uh, that LSD plays like against like a. A slightly higher caliber of player than the ones he's like played on net players. I really wanted to see how he would do against Plup because Sheik is a matchup that I've, I've studied a lot of LSD in. I think he, I think he plays that matchup really brave. Like he, he just like runs forward and, and spaces, spaces forward airs just like right up in Sheik's face. Then after like ten seconds, he will just like chase them down and go for some like crazy read that's incredibly precise. I, I wonder how he would because if, if I'm I not think mistaken, played, he's, right? I feel like they. I, I think they used to train to train with each other, but I don't know about in tournament. Like one, like of the, since one of the one of the SDL qualifiers or something. That's what I think. I could be wrong. Maybe 
But I, I'm curious to see how he would do because I because I think he's actually positive on most of the active she she players. So I'm mm-hmm. I'm just curious to see how how um LSD would would do in that matchup in particular. My the biggest endorsement was playing at best of five with LSD, and he's like, "You play like Baby Ben," and I'm like, "Thank you." <laughs> yeah, he's he's beaten Ben, I think. I mean, it probably has. I he, a lot, the problem is a lot of the the good sheiks aren't active, like Club wasn't active. But thank thank goodness Ben was there to fill a little void. Yeah. For for reference, uh, I think S- Swedish actually moved out of Tri-State lately, and um, Swedish was telling me that he started playing with LSD a lot more recently, and he he thought he thought very highly of LSD. So I guess if that's if that's a ringing endorsement from from another Sheik player, you know. I think Swedish's opinions are very funny, so I think that could be a good or bad sign for LSD. <laughs> Swedish was was telling me that like at Evo, the same Evo where he beat Armada, he was con- he was seriously considering counterpicking Wizzy with Peach in game two, and I was like, dude, that is the most insane thing. Like I know you, I know you lost this set, but I'm so glad you didn't bring out Peach against Wizrobe. He was like, "No, I was thinking like you know maybe I can get a trick him to go to FD and like chain grab him or something." I was like, "What?" Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I remember Swedish played Bolt at like some Hog, like some very large regional Hog tournament, and uh, like he he won like two zero pretty easily against Bolt. And then he got on commentary and just started complaining about how Bolt did better than him, better than he was hoping he would do against him. And he was like, yeah, but then I played him in a Falco Ditto in a friendly afterwards, and I destroyed him. I should have just gone Falco in our set. He was just <laughs> I'm, hearing that, I'm hearing that in his voice. That's so much funny. Like, I should have just gone yeah. Falco instead. <laughs> oh my god, I miss Swedish. I ran all the calculations, uh, and I would have double three-stocked him with Roy, and I should have done it. <laughs> Stupid. Do y'all remember that set where Swedish, like, he won game one against Hungrybox at Shine and just went Fox the rest of the set and had the JR tag for because he calls his Fox Slocks Jr. <laughs> it was, like, really close. It was down to the wire, and I remember asking him, like, way after. I was like, so, like, why did you go Fox against Hungrybox? And, like, how is it randomly close? And he was like, Oh, like my Sheik only does well on Battlefield. I've de- I've determined. I literally can only beat him on Battlefield with Sheik, and every other stage it's hopeless. Yeah, I remember he went <laughs> Luigi that one time and did like really really splash. <laughs> yeah, I remember that set. That was crazy. Yeah. And so did Club. That was like a Luigi tournament, right? <laughs> like Club and Club. You're thinking of CEO Dreamland in 2017. No, Pl- I, sw- I swear, Club. Went no, Club won Falco that tournament, and then he lost to Kaon, Remember? No, no, that, that was, was that was Bad Moon Rising. Oh, too. that was Bad Moon Rising, dude. Yeah, he, that was there's bad. too many plup tournaments. Too hard. <laughs> there's, yeah, but they're all in the melee. They're weirdly in the melee stats universe. Yeah, <laughs> we're talking. Yeah. We're talking about Smash and Splash. I guess that was Smash and Splash too. that. Uh, I I guess to circle back to LSD, who we were talking about, I um I saw his losers bracket performance at the big one, where after losing a admittedly very funny set to Salt, mm-hmm. LSD proceeded to like. 3-0 everyone and have like seven three stocks. It was one of the yeah. fastest losers runs I've ever yeah. seen in my life. Seems the set against like Snap was so play. sad. He just obliterated him. Mystery secondary comes out. I wish Bass was there to stop LSD or like at least take a game. But uh, I, did you see LSD's tech chasing? Oh my goodness. He's the future of Marth. Imagine that on land. He's tech chasing everybody. He's going to tech chase... Mango, who's going to take case Wizro, 
wizards out there. You get tech chase now. Everyone's getting tech chase. Yeah, definitely one of the players I'm, I'm most excited to see at at Summit. Are there any? Uh, is there anything else about the gay one you want to talk about? Like salt. I want to talk about warmer. Warmer. So oh sick. yeah, warmer. I'm yeah, a big crazy. fan of warmer. Uh, just as you know, a, a, a kindred Connecticut player. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm always very happy to see them do well. Um, I, I don't know. I, I didn't get to watch the tournament, so fill me in. How, I saw Warmer did well. Gush is oh, about Warmer. <laughs> yeah, Warmer won a really close set with Salt, and they had a really good solid winners run. I was really excited to see Reno playing the gay one because mm, yeah. it's inspiration to me. I, I was so funny to see Reno versus Snap in the year 2021. Yeah, that's because that's they're throwback. both just like old school players. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> did you see like Salt Stream where he's like, it's like last out game five against like one of the best ones of his career. He's like grab, 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 knee. Ah! <laughs> Very funny guy. Yeah, that's I definitely I, burst out laughing. Yeah. That's kind of how uh, uh, Spark streams. He's just like, I tuned into a stream and he's like playing Mario and he's going like, woohoo, guy. <laughs> like, yeah, I love uh, I love listening to Spark talk to like. You like fiction and IBW and that yeah, whole group. Yeah, their their calls are very funny. Yeah, no, I always just think it's so funny because Spark gives off this impression that he's just very clueless about everything. <laughs> yeah, he's and, not. Uh, he actually yeah, knows it's so like way. it's so funny because like I I really just can't get the vibe from like IBW fiction and all of them because they're like, dude, Spark is so good. If only he knew anything about the game. <laughs> like that's just like the vibe I get. And I'm like, no, it's okay. He's really good, but. Warmer's had a pretty so Warmer. I know, uh, like they were playing Puff for a little bit, yeah, just like for, for fun. And then um, I think recently they won a pretty big tri-state tournament over like the Swooper and J Flex. Like in are like, they maybe in the last? Like, I know they did well. At yeah, it. no, they won. Like Warmer, the the first thing that Warmer I remember like really did after I already knew about them was they won a tournament over Smuckers. I think like a few like a couple years or a few years back, and uh, I remember seeing this this latest like performance by them before the game gay one at least. It kind of reminded me of that. There's so many people like that, dude. Like like so many people who who just like weren't super active on rollback, but who are just hella good and like this a. Uh, I hope the big one is a reminder that those players were just oh, like yeah. those those players like Warmer are still nasty. Yeah. Warmer was entering daily events uh, with Puff a little bit before they got their new controller from Rian because they're like my controller sucks. I'm just playing Puff until I get my new one, and then I'm like you're my hero Falcos like your Lent and Warmer. I love watching Falco and they're my three favorites, and I was like so elated that Warmer was entering my tournaments, and then. I was so happy to see them perform well at the, the game. That's a very lovely group of Falcos. Yeah. York, yeah. Linton, and Warmer. I know Tech also has controller problems. That's why he hasn't been playing much. I, he's one player that I'm really excited to see come back if, if he yeah, eventually same. gets gets back. The slots went grants at Hog. Yeah, no, I always uh, thought he was so underrated. Like, for the longest time. Uh, and, you know, I felt like he started really popping off. And then he had a worse year, but he did make top 100 because of, you know different balladers i guess um oh, we, were always, we were always we were always that pissed me off dude he had a better year than what 20 2018 he, he had such and a... we had lint in like the 70s yeah. and then other balladers didn't have like, at all like, the average really stuff i remember kb giving us a hard time 
being like, dude, he's not in the 70s. He's probably more like the 90s. Like, he's very clearly, like, 91 because of all of these Palika losses. And we were like, no, <laughs> we were dude, like, no Palika's good. In the 70s. <laughs> and we were like, and then he didn't make the list. Cause KB was like, wow, I thought I was, like, the cynicist about <laughs> about, about lit, but I guess I'm, I'm very wrong about that. I don't know. So I'm looking at this bracket more, and I, I forgot this happened. A very funny run at the gay one was the Beetle King, aka Jada, making <laughs> yeah. top 16 with Zelda. I know they've been playing oh, Zelda. Did they go the all side. Zelda this tournament? Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Jada, yeah, they... a, another very funny player. You know, Jada's undefeated with Zelda against Polish. I don't know if that's actually true. Yes. <laughs> they, they just no, it's like it's like a meme. Like I, I broke my phone sharing for Polish at SmashCon. Love Polish. I think it's if you're gonna break your phone sharing for anyone, Polish is a very good pick for that. So, Trinity, tell us if there are any other like gaily players we should look out for who may have not been uh, at the the gay one. Uh, he was at the gay one, but you want to look out for Gohan. Is, is that actually play- New Jersey Gohan? Is that New Jersey Gohan? Yeah, he's been playing for 21 years. He's yeah, Gohan, Gohan was... That dude's good. Gohan eliminated yeah, me from spot. my very first melee tournament in 2014. <laughs> yeah, he's solid. Yeah. I used to play... I used to play Netflix, uh, like, back when Smash Ladder was more active. I used to, um... I used to play Gohan, actually, semi-regularly. We were, like, friends on Smash Ladder. I played him, and then I didn't hear anything from him for, like... I want to say five years. And then he just starts entering the Gaelic stuff. I was like, what? <laughs> is that, is that Yeah, that was guy? surprising to me, too. Yeah. I like, he, like, queued up in our Looking for a Game channel. Destroyed me. Well, it didn't destroy me, but he, he beat me pretty bad. And I'm like, what? Who are you? And I'm like, let me switch up a box. And he still beat me. And I'm like, what? Who are you? <laughs> no, so he's good. Like, yeah, no. That's, that's a very oh. common reaction to playing someone from New Jersey. Who are Swagger you? <laughs> Swagger B. Swagger B. You gotta look out for Swagger B. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I haven't heard of them. Yeah, their their most recent performance, uh, they beat like Mega Man. I don't know if you know who Mega Man is. M- Mega Emunder. I don't know. They're from SoCal. They're pretty good. Oh, Emunder. Uh, okay. And and then they beat Mom from. Oh shit. Mom the Peach Man. That's hella good. Yeah, I, I really really think they're pretty good. I'm what what really was that? What was running the the gay one like from your end? Like, how how was everything? Um, it was really fun. Uh, I was kind of feeling nervous the day of, but I just realized that I'd run this before and I can just do this the way I've always done it, and it'll turn out fine. And we ran like two hours ahead of schedule, and we ran a bit too well because the players had to wait a long time <laughs> for top four. But uh, yeah, I was uh, I was really excited. There was some wobbling discourse. I'm like. Nice. About to unban wobbling. Because, <laughs> like, I'm not going to name names, but, like, in the middle of a set, he's, he, like, I just, he sends me a sleeping replay. He's like, is this four pummels? And I'm like, yes. And then it, like, stops the set for, like, 10 minutes. And I'm like, I'm going to give this guy the game win because he just paused the game for 10 minutes asking if he wobbled. And I'm like, but yeah, and I want to unban wobbling just because, like, ice climbers are already so bad. Like, you don't want to do that to them. I want to do that to them. I'm shameless. I don't. Ha- I don't have a good like logic for it or anything. I mean, I think I did a while ago, but I'm fully like this is totally self-serving. Um, That's it. it I mean, I'm a new character. I'm a chic man. I get wobbled regardless. No, so, true. 
I don't know, dude. The Wobbly Discourse is always so funny to me. It's like, I don't know, I feel bad talking about it, because it was always, like, one of my better matchups, so it just, like, doesn't affect me at all. Um, but it's like, uh, I just want everyone involved in the discourse to be bullied. I just want, like, the worst outcome for everyone, right? <laughs> everyone involved? Like, like, I just, like, ah, uh, dude, the Ice Climbers that are like, I'm gonna quit the game if you ban Wobbling. And then, like, the people that, like, pause their tournament sets, because they're like, that was four, yeah. that was four, yeah, that was that's, five, that's, that's that's five. Yeah, like, you guys need to go outside. Touch grass. <laughs> like, uh, dude, he did five pubbles instead of four, just let it go, dude. <laughs> like, <laughs> I also, uh, while we're on topic, I want to bring up Hua, who's also a peach main. Really Is good. Hua from NYU? No idea, I know they're East Coast. Okay, I think I've seen that name at, at a couple brackets before. I would have to I would have to research them a little more, but but they're a peach player. Uh, yeah. Okay. There you go. I, I think they're playing a bit of Fox now too, and then yeah, I think that's it. That's it. If you aren't mentioned by Trin, you have not made the list. You I mean, first. yeah, I'm, I'm only mentioning ones that didn't enter the gay one, and a lot of all all, all the all the gamers entered the gay one. We're actually having a PR come out tomorrow. Oh. Can you give us a waiting for game sneak peek, the PR? Um, I'm gonna give you my ballot. Of- oh, that's great! This is great content. Ooh, this so is spicy. We have, we have five. We have five people. So uh, number zero, I have B bats because uh, they didn't enter enough. They only entered two tournaments. Okay. Uh, one, I have LSD. Number two, I have Aura. Number three, I have Slow King. Number four, I have Salt, Picion, Golden, Snap. Gohan, Solomon, Diplomatic Toucan, you know Solomon, right? Yeah. Uh, Flatline, and then honorable mentions are Hua, Fence Turtle, Larfin, Junk, and Tarshwood. And the most improved are Fallen, Swagger V, Noro, and the low tier hero is Kaczynski Kong. Damn, that's pretty. What about uh, Spinda and Elysian? Uh, Elysian is not in the Discord anymore, and Spinda did not enter the tournaments. Okay. Damn, that's a pretty stacked yeah, that's stacked. PR. That's a great crew. That's hella yeah, it's good. Crazy. It's really do you guys good. plan We're on entering like good. shine crews or something? I feel like that'd be really uh, fun to watch if that like ever yeah. comes back. Yeah, and we're at the at Riptide. We're gonna be on the mainstream doing daily cruise. Oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's pretty sick. How about Kuyashi? Uh, Kuyashi, uh, like, only enters Summit and stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. okay. God bless them. We love them, but that's just what they do. All so good. it's like yeah. you can enter summit and you get through the gay one, but you have to have entered at least one other tournament to get in. So you have to like interact with me at least once. So who is the number one? Like, if there was a gaily Arcadian, who takes it in your opinion? Swagger B. Uh, well, no, I don't know. Probably B Bass, but I wouldn't let them enter. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, assuming, assuming people that are allowed to enter. Uh, Audrey would be a good pick. Mista would be a good pick. Oh, Mista's good. Oh, Mista's nasty. They they, they play but, Falcon, right? Yeah, Mista. Florida. Yeah, yeah. Mista from Western Florida, one nine Mista. Uh, I could see Mega Man taking it. Yeah, I would say Mega Man, Audrey, or Mista. My money's on Mista. I would enter yeah, two, I... I think, even though I would enter two to see if I can get top eight because it's just it gets more stacked every year. I think is New Guy part of Melee or Gaily? Yeah. New guy just recently came out as Pan, and they just entered. I gotta win a new guy, no big deal. <laughs> <Let's> 
Are there any other future Gaily plans that you can give us a sneak peek in for after the PR? Um, IRL Summit. Ooh. Ooh. Where's, Where's that going to be held? Okay. East Coast. That's all I got. <laughs> all right. I'm talking to people. That's super exciting. Yeah. It's the Gaily segment, I guess. <laughs> yeah, all right. I, I think. Uh... Yeah, go on. But yeah, I, if there's anybody watching that wants to join Gaily, just go to Gaily.gay. You're gay. Yeah. But yeah, we're doing an IRL summit. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be a lot of money. Out of Hell my yeah. <laughs> Trady, are you ready for the part of the night you're most excited for? <gasps> Edward Bunny Sock Exchange. Edward yeah. Bunny Sock Exchange. Taking on, t- you're t- you're not taking on the king of the stock exchange, but you you are taking on Ambi, who who beat the king. So I you're basically, remember. so, ooh, so you're taking so you're taking on like the the beater of the king, <laughs> the godslayer, the the godslayer, <laughs> the uh, God, I can't even I can't even think of like a good pop the, culture uh, now. The Azen of the Edward Bunny stock exchange. <laughs> the Azen, the, the, the wheat harvester. King. Yeah, but but Azen always lost to Ken. That that's the only thing. This is more like this is like uh, God, I think we're gonna hate this derailed one. a little bit. Yeah, Weed's gonna Weed's gonna lecture me after this show. Uh, okay, well, I think you, you know how to play, but just for the sake of procedure yeah. and for anyone who's not familiar, the Edwin Budding Stock Exchange is basically a roundtable panel in which I asked the other two members of the show or three the hardest hitting questions in melee framed through the lens of stock market so there's three segments the first segment is called buy one sell one which i named two things and each panelist has to tell me which of those two things they're buying and which of those two things they're selling they have to buy one and sell one the next segment is called is it a bubble which is where i name a stock that currently is at high valuation or high value within the community and then for the final segment, we'll have a market watch, which is kind of like a more open-ended grab bag set of questions. You folks ready? Yeah, I'm ready. All right, Trady, tell me, buy one, sell one, Frozen Stadium and Frozen Fountain of Dreams. Uh, I'm going to buy Frozen Stadium and sell Frozen Fountain of Dreams. Uh, I, don't, I don't think Frozen... I've never heard anybody who is in favor of Frozen Fod. I really think... Uh, we would we would probably freeze uh, Wispy before we freeze freeze Vod, but Pokemon Stadium is practically already frozen. I would be surprised if it's frozen at Summit. Uh, I don't see anything else in competitive melee right now that disrupts the game state more than transformation. So I'm gonna have to sell sell the frozen Vod. I don't think it's ever gonna happen. Ambi. So I'm I'm the opposite. So I'm going to I'm going to buy frozen Vod and sell frozen Stadium. Uh, I think Frozen Stadium is obviously the more uh, objectively beloved thing within the community. Uh, I think it is very invasive to a lot of the TOs that run majors. Uh, I think it'd be hard pressed for me to imagine anything so visible happening, uh, you know, like at the big house or something. Uh, Frozen Fod, I think, is is complicated. Like, I think Frozen Fod is one that weirds me out a little bit because I never think it's really well defined. Um, like, are you going to freeze them at a fixed height? But I did have this suggestion that I told to uh, Chef Rock, which is that you have you change the minimum f- like low height of the platform to be just above the platform or the the bottom of the stage, and then you never get destroyed by like the platform suddenly going to the coming up from the ground and like eating your dash or whatever. Uh, and I think that that is 
indistinguishable from normal gameplay where you get really lucky. So I actually think that that's more like UCF and it's more invisible. And I think it's more likely to happen than uh, Boomer TOs doing something that could upset Nintendo. So I am I am the opposite of Trent on this one. I just think uh, the Nintendo like the wait whole, like, this is the stock exchange. This is the stock exchange. <laughs> and we got the last word on this one. It's okay. You don't you don't know who won the point yet. I know it's really exciting and nerve-wracking to be on the stock exchange and hosting it as well. Anyways, so the second buy one, sell one question. Ambi, you got to buy one or sell one between Minnesota and Michigan. Oh, I'm going to buy Michigan and sell Minnesota. Uh, I think Minnesota is one of those places where it's really hard to travel from, but really easy to play net play from. Um... And I think that uh, Michigan people perform pretty well out of state compared to Minnesota people. Um, I think that traveling out of Minnesota is really, really hard. And I think that these players will remain on net play uh, compared to Michigan people who will travel to events and can locally go to the big house. Uh, So I'm a little bit of a buy on Michigan, at least relative to the perception of the community. And Trandy? Uh, I'm not to agree with uh, Ambi here. I think uh, Michigan is only going up. I think it's one of the stronger regions. Minnesota is doing well too. I just I don't think I see absent page coming back. I can only think of like preeminent and Danu or like the people if I'm wrong on that one. But like Michigan, I think Duck's coming back. So I think right now the stock is low because you think of Duck, and Duck's not around. So you know it's a little bit it's on a dip, right? You have Kuyashi, you have Ginger, and then you see people see Duck entering with his brand new chic, and you're like. See a bit of see a bit of raisin. You could sell. You know, I, 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 there's some profit if you buy Michigan now. So, but but you know, Ben is a superpower on net play right now because we're there's like a void, and I think once uh, IRL comes back, you know, we're gonna see a dip in the value. All right, and then for the last question of buy one sell one, Trinity, you gotta buy one and sell one between Marth mains and Fox mains. Um. I'm going to have to buy... I don't want to sell either, but I'll have to buy Fox mains and sell Marth mains. Uh, you know, let them pick it up chic. Fox just getting better and better. We have nine Foxes in summer right now. Two Mars. It's, I don't want to make this a rant about Fox, but the meme that 20XX is coming, it's coming, you know. That's all I'm saying. Ambi, you get the last word. Uh, I'm a buy on Marth players. I'm a sell on Fox players. I think that uh, my analogy for both of these characters is Yoshi, where uh, there's a time lag between when people that were inspired by uh, by Amsa being really good at Yoshi uh, became good themselves with Yoshi, and now we have a bunch of other really good Yoshis. And I think that uh, the trend for the time lag of like four or five years after the player is really good, super, super upswing for Marth players now that Zane is like pretty indisputably the best player right now so uh over the long haul like who's the second best marth after after zane right now it's like kodorin uh but like give it like four years it's gonna be like seven marth players in the top 50 um whereas i think with fox players uh the foxes are struggling right now and uh you know our hero is trapped in europe unable to get out of the country uh so i'm i'm definitely a sell on the fox player very not inspiring time to be a fox player imo at the moment well, on that note, we're going to move forward to the first question of the Is It a Bubble segment. Ambi, I want you to tell me, is Kata on 70 plus ping a bubble? <laughs> I think Kata is a huge bubble. 
I think Kata, um, I don't know. I think that Samus is really overrated. Uh, I think that any character that can crouch really well is broken on, on high ping. So I think, I think I'm, I'm, uh, I'm of the belief that it's a bubble. Trinity? Yeah, Kata is also a bubble. Uh, I remember LSD losing to Kata on, like, super high ping, and they're just like, next time you see me on RK's, uh, intercontinental build <laughs> and i was like is it really that good <laughs> and i and i i, I played it with Terog, the, the chief main and we both agreed she thought it was really really good connection it was playable yeah and my connection and my house when i'm out of my dorm is awful and we were just like playing with like a few spikes but i think that's that's the ultimate kata counter <laughs> the intercontinental build the intercontinental that's awesome that's funny trinity is Wrangler at Verdugo West a bubble? I'm sorry, what? Is Wrangler at, at his locals a bubble? I haven't been keeping up with the results. I'm sorry. Hmm. Okay, okay Ambi, so, you give, give your answer. <laughs> I'm going to win this point, but I don't deserve it. I have also not been following Wrangler that closely. Oh but my god. I do think that the Ringler stock is going to go down when other people figure out how good Mojo Monkey is. And that, that is my informed take, is that Ringler, Ringler is good and everything. Uh, when more people know about Mojo Monkey, Ringler won't be like the fun, shiny Donkey Kong anymore. And that's, that's, what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. Just for reference, Ringler recently beat Null at a, at a local. That's been doing pretty well. All right. Uh... Ambie, for the last question of the Is It a Bubble segment, is 100 grand in Minnesota a bubble? <laughs> no way he's a bubble. No way. He, he, 100 grand is definitely the melee stats, uh, like, internal time capsule for how good people were before, before rollback. And I think that uh, the idea of 100 grand being a bubble, to me, just represents the idea that uh, <laughs> the the level of the game has gotten so high or whatever. I think uh, I don't know if that's true or not, but I want to believe that a hundred grand is not a bubble. I uh, this is like my first truly irrational answer, but I would just love <laughs> to see a hundred grand beat all sorts of people. And it's just like the discourse being about how everyone is so good now, being completely challenged. That'd be so <laughs> funny. <laughs> all right, Trady, you get the last word. Yeah, the question is, will they be active in Minnesota? How will they stack up against, like, Slayer and Permanent and Ben? You know, I think Ben's kind of outshining 100 grand. Slayer kind of outshining 100 grand. Permanent also. Team Combo Coach outshining 100 grand. Uh, would be probably the fifth or sixth player whose stock I buy from Minnesota. So I think it's a bubble. But, oh, okay, so you're saying it is a bubble. Yeah. Okay. And for the final question of the Edwin Budding Stock Exchange, Trinity, I want you to tell me, not counting Ginger, which Michigan player are you investing in for the next two years? Um, I mean, for multiple reasons. Uh, being my friend, having played against them, watching their play, and watching their dedication, I'm uh, investing all my, all my stocks into Kuyashi. I think they're they're going to be crazy. I, I remember, I mean, I've been a Kuyashi follower for years. I remember their run at Show Me Your Moves or House of Pain was one of them, where they just destroyed everyone, like West Balls, I think. But I, I've, I've had money in Kuyashi for a long time now, and I'm 
doubling down now. So. And Ambi, you get to close the segment. I think you get better value on Kuyashi, but I think uh, there's a higher EV on Duck. I think Duck is going to come back, and I think that uh, Duck is a particularly interesting one because I think that if he comes back and he's the same level that he was with Samus, it's not a good buy at all. Uh, I think Kuyashi is like obviously a better choice, but I actually think Duck is going to change the game. I think Duck's going to come back and he's going to do a bunch of sh- he's going to do a bunch of shit that like none of the Sheiks are doing, and uh, everyone's going to start copying Duck, and uh, you know, like. The Sheiks are going to start complaining in new duck-like ways about how edge guarding is so hard. Uh, the culture is going <laughs> to shift. Guard is all, yeah, no, they're all, the culture is going to shift really, really hard for Sheik players around duckisms, and I think that that alone <laughs> makes it uh, makes it worth buying. So I'm gonna buy on duck. Yeah, I'm excited right. to hear about that. So this is a very fun, if not brief, stock exchange. I admire the efforts by both contestants. And at the end of the day, I have to give it to Melee Sad Post for the for the stock exchange. So congratulations, Trinity. You've won your only your only entrance and your or your only appearance and debut on the Edwin Budding Stock Exchange. So now you know what to do. You get a minute of fame to talk about whatever you want. I didn't think I'd win, but uh, I want to talk about B bats. Uh, probably one of the hardest grinders I've ever met in Smash. Truly, just like the antagonists, the protagonists, sorry, antagonists of my world, the protagonists of the melee world. They're just improving at an insane pace. I'm, I know melee stats probably talks about B bats all the time. Anyway, so I'm probably wasting my time here. I love B bats. Um, I don't know. Keep, keep doing your stuff, B bats. Gaily <laughs> Summit was cool. LSD's gonna be top 10 in the future. <laughs> I love the I'm from Jersey, the Cory Booker gif whenever whenever B Bats talks at our server. <laughs> I'm from Jersey. Is B Bats entering the big one this week? Uh they can't because they're in summit. Okay. Yeah, Yingling, uh uh LSD and then I think Moki were all kicked out of bracket because they didn't want interfering. Wait, B bats is wait. Hold on. Why can't B is B bats invited? Did I say like, did I say did I say B bats? Yeah, I didn't yeah. Say we were talking about about B bats entering the big one. Oh, you B-Bats, gave the reason uh, LSD is not in. Yeah, I, thought you, I was. I thought I, I thought you said confused. it's LSD entering the big one. I don't know why. No, I, I was very confused. I thought you were saying that because B bats got like a VIP ticket or something that <laughs> no. that they weren't gonna. Yeah, B bats is entering. Yeah, that's exciting. They said that they have H Tron got in top thirty two. I think they can be H Tron. I think they can be. I think H is probably terrified. H Tron does not like Peach. Yeah. H Tron's so good. I can play against like top players, and I can like feel good sometimes, like uh, just play against like really good players. But for some reason, I play against H Tron. It's, it's crazy. There's there's crazy things. They had a pretty close set with Ben, right? H Tron. That that sounds right. <laughs> Definitely oh, was box box them, versus Sheik. That sounds like it would be hard. So no, I'm, I'm with it. Yeah. So why don't we talk a little bit about the people we're excited to see at the big one? Because we're we're seeing a lot of like the net play grinders come out, but also a lot of figures from the past who we just haven't seen in a while to have a handle on how how they would perform in the field. I know um we talked a l- about this a little bit in the pregame show, but I mentioned Dark Tooth as 
as one of the names I'm especially excited for. You know, like this was someone who, when he returned to just, you know, an event sometime last year in the summer, you know, he took a set off none. He beat Zane's Roy, which we now know is a tremendous accomplishment. He, uh, he, I think he, when, when KJH was, um, when KJH was still doing, doing events, he beat KJH also. So I'm very excited to see how Dark Tooth would do. I think, um, I think that guy in general, like, I, I know he stopped competing, but he, in my opinion, if he kept playing, he would be where, like, Aklo is right now. He had a lot of potential. Yeah, I agree. What's he doing, like, a music teaching or something? Yeah, something, I think Something he like actual teaching. job stuff, which is, like, probably really fulfilling and stuff. Yeah. Dartooth definitely one of the players that I, I, I've missed a, a lot in the last, like, Yeah, I like Dartooth a lot. I thought his, his play style was really cool. Um, personally... Maybe this is a cop out answer. I'm really excited to see mm-hmm. Fiction. Uh, yeah. yeah. If, if Fiction rolls out of bed and actually plays his round one, and then you know doesn't just enter the tournament to DQ and then play Oven and then DQ. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I think it doesn't really matter what character Fiction decides he wants to play. I think I'm very excited for all of it. I really think that uh, Fiction's Falco could become the second best Falco. Um, I've watched a little bit of him play IBW because they play pretty frequently on, on stream mm-hmm. and stuff. And I just think that Fiction's Falco is so cool. I think it's like a type of Falco that we don't really see very frequently. Um, uh, how so? Well, I just think it's like... Um, like, It really feels like there's like a lot of uh, thought of the entire kit, right? Like, uh, I don't know if you've watched any of his uh, No Laser Falco stuff. Yeah, um, a, a little bit. Yeah, I think that like... Uh, it really feels like there's an effort to understand like how good all the different spots are. Um, I'm probably not like explaining this right because it's like kind of abstract in my head. But like the way that uh, that fiction plays it to me feels a lot more of like I'm trying to figure out what like the best way to go from point A to point B is in any given spot. Whereas I think the counterplay, like the the way that most Falco structure their neutral game is mostly just around the laser. Um, it feels kind of like more limited. So like Falco's uh, Fiction's Falco looks really different in my opinion to the other Falcos, and I'm just like really excited to see where it goes because it's like a very innovative uh, approach to the character. Um, I don't know. He, he he could go Fox. I love his Fox too. So whatever Fiction decides to do, as long as it's entering the tournament in some capacity, I'll be pretty excited. Yeah, I'm excited to watch Fiction. I'm really excited to watch Slox and Boy too. So, yeah. I... Yeah. Sorry. Go on. Just like I love watching the Midwest, I love watching Boyd. I think he's got some crazy wins. One of the I know this is thrown or not. I think he's pretty underrated, even though he was top hundred at one point. And uh, I'm excited to see Slocks just because it just reminds me of what used to be. Like you get so accustomed <laughs> to all these like net play players, and you're like, oh yeah, one of the best players right now. You know, like all these players are people that we might not see as much. And then you remember how deep the melee top was because you're like, wait a minute. I haven't seen Slocks play melee in like a year, and you know, like, there's so many players like that, like uh, Swedish. Like, this is, I don't, it just reminds me of how deep the top pool is. Really exciting. Yeah, I think I think it's interesting you bring up Slocks because I think he had a couple or like a few events that he entered and then DQ'd out of early, or just kind of wasn't wasn't feeling it and went other characters. Um, I'm I'm kind of curious to see what 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 his return is like because I think uh, that was someone who uh, had a lot higher like 
punching potential to like like slocks and a fox ditto against a lot of like the up and coming foxes i thought was like a was a very scary opponent for a lot of them like the first thing that always comes to mind is when when he 3 0 jerry at pound like that right so after weird. Jerry, that was an insane yeah, right after jerry be- insane right after jerry, jerry beat yeah. K- after he beat kj and lucky slocks just like stopped him in his tracks yeah, yeah. slocks i think is like a very scary opponent for a lot of the like 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 I think he has a really good sense of like cooling off faster, like like the faster like like I remember uh, when Cyrox was getting good, Slox money matched him and stuff. Like I I think Slox is very good against that like kind of rising rising fox player. I wonder how he would do against a lot of like the net play grinders. So it'll it'll definitely be interesting to see. I think um you know who I noticed actually in the attendance list? I noticed Cactar. I haven't yeah, seen Cactuar. that guy in so long. Cactar and Reno in the same tournament. Yeah, who would have thought? This is like 2011. Like, what are these? What are these two doing here? You know, I'm excited. any of you remember when Cactar randomly beat Wizzy at HGC Throwdown with Marth? <laughs> I think you just funniest. know all of Wizzy's losses because of that video that you made. I think people <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> don't remember that. <laughs> Anyone remember when Wizzy lost to RK? Like, <laughs> I actually do. <laughs> yeah, he had okay. food poisoning oh. at that tournament, right? Yeah, um... and RK, I think like. He, he RK was the first Wiz- person that knew Dashback. That was his yeah, thing, right? Yeah, noticed that Wizzy couldn't dash back out of the crowd. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually so funny. It's so funny in hindsight. That that's just like, <laughs> it became like this meta-defining thing. Because I remember, I remember the way he would talk about it, like on social media and stuff. He's like, I found a flaw in Wizzy's tech chasing. <laughs> like, you go back and watch it, he just like texts in every single time. <laughs> it's like, the flaw! <laughs> Yeah, oh. I I think like with with fiction and you know like like player players of that caliber like Darktooth even like like we like if you told me like like let's say you came back from you came from the future and you told me that like Darktooth won the event as the like twelfth seed or whatever he is you know I would believe you I feel like this event is very it's about as stacked as a tournament can be without featuring like the very top level players, which I think makes it really exciting. This is like a level of excitement I have entering event that I think like the last time I can remember something like, like this, it would have had to have been like Pat's house three or like the, the Twitch holiday bash. Mm -hmm. It's just like that. The second. I also think it's like a nightmare to see probably. Right. Like, I remember talking to Wheat a little bit about how he plans on seeding the tournaments moving forward, and it's just like, I can't even imagine how you would do it, because there's just like this completely conflicting body of information based on how everyone's doing on Netplay, and like, there are all these people that are like, yeah, you know, that guy is probably like top 30, and then, then you look at like all of the other 80 top 30 players, and you're like, yeah, oh. <laughs> is he still top 30? Like, oh, that's a hard one, yeah. For Do me, we have I, any? I feel like it's gonna be just Wizzy beating everybody, and then like. Do you Maybe. think Wizzy just got a free spot? I don't know. I feel like Wizzy has a free spot. I actually heard that Wizzy wasn't gonna be able to enter. Yeah, I don't think of, he's because of like internet he's issues. Bracket, I don't think. He's he's in the attendance list, but he but I read somewhere that he's not gonna be able to play because he ha- he has like a co- commitment. Ergo, he was very sad about not making it to Summit. I don't know. He definitely has Gatsu in his path, so 
Who knows yeah, what the, happened? <laughs> infamous, infamous, the infamous words of Ambi Sinister, all he has to do is not lose to Gatsu and he'll be number one in the world. The hardest thing to do as a Falcon yeah. player. What, what, <laughs> just, it's over. <laughs> I think it's really his hardest possible bracket. Just have a Gatsu right there halfway through the East Coast bracket. It's like, oh no, dude. One thing you know I never bet on is the Falcon Dittos. Like, I'm like, I'll never put any money on Wizzy versus None, None versus SJ, and Jeff versus Wizro, because I'm always, like, completely proven wrong. Whatever I do, it's like... Yeah, remember that Falcon Ram Robin at, like, Super Nibs 3? Oh, yeah. And yeah. Was... <laughs> that feels <laughs> was, so long ago. It was so boring. That was, like, back when people thought Falcon Dittos were super cool, and it was, like, Wizzy doing up their Tech Chase regrab 50 million times, and then, like, all the rest of them being, like, should we be should we be doing that? <laughs> like you're like Yappy who would like do his like edge cancels stomps to camp the platforms and then he would like get a grab and like he would freeze and he'd be like, Should I up throw? Like I usually down throw. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever heard Toph's theory of like the hero and Falcon theory? Or the hero and villain theory for Falcon Dittos? That like in order to have an exciting Falcon Ditto, you can't just you can't just have two people tech chasing each other because then it's just like boring. But you can't just have two people who are like trying to style on each other because then it's just like then it's just ridiculous. Like you're watching a friendly, so you you need a hero and you need a villain and a falcon to the. So like Wizzo versus None is always exciting. For example, that that's like his go. That was his go-to example. That, that's one of the that's one of the more random uh, random theories. I feel like Toth has a lot of theories. I feel like that's a, a thing with him. Uh, like his Luigi Maybe. theory comes to mind. You remember that? What's a Luigi theory? It's, uh, every Luigi player is either a good-looking white guy or looks like Luigi. Uh, which I thought, <laughs> I thought was pretty good. And I think uh, I talked to Ipengu a little bit about this. Because mm-hmm. Ipengu is like a super believer in the Luigi theory. And uh, his, his big... He's <laughs> a very funny player to be Yeah, be no. And his, his big one was because he, he hung out with Voodoo Jin. And, like, apparently, like, Voodoo like, shaved his facial hair. And he turned from looking like Luigi to a good-looking white guy. And, like, like Zane was like, dude, look. And he, like, showed me a picture of, of Voodoo <laughs> on his phone. And it was, like, a very nice I'm photo. I'm imagining... <laughs> this is so funny imagining, like, Zane's real-life reaction. Yeah, dude, yeah. look! <laughs> he pulls it out from his phone. Yeah. It's, like, it's, like, it's like, the, like a big poster board of, like, lines and stuff with pictures people get him here and here it's like yeah. the exact same person <laughs> yeah i remember because matt was, tyro uh, fit the description at all uh, i, I don't know he might be like... breaking the mold i don't know i don't know mm. that's a that's uh, an interesting one. matt tyro he's not bad looking he's got good, nice hair I, is I, he white though i didn't i don't i haven't seen matt tyro's yeah i don't know hair. i don't know what matt tyro I looks know. like I, I mean i i've i've hung out with matt tyro a lot he used to be at my house all the time uh hmm. I, don't, I don't i think he's white his name is Chloe. Yeah, I think it's right. Yeah, it's cool. But yeah, no, not this, ugly. this Ipangu thing actually happened at Edwin's wedding. At Edwin's wedding, <laughs> I just remember that little detail of it is that he was wearing his like formal wear at Indi- at uh, at Edwin's Indian wedding, and uh, you know, just like Edwin in the background, like with his wife, like looking like he's the happiest person in the world, and then like Ipangu showing me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, see, this is like, see, I'm learning this just today. This is all the stuff that was going on while I was having an out-of-body experience. <laughs> it's very it's very funny. I remember you trying to explain to my fiancé that I have feelings. 
at that, at that I never said that. I never said that. I said you're such an empath, not that you have feelings. Uh, That's a gross distortion. Yeah, I I mean I'm looking at the I'm looking through the um I'm looking through the attendance list just to see like the mo- like outside shots or people who are likely to win. And I actually um you know, we were talking about Kuyashi earlier. And I think that's definitely someone who who could take this event with the right bracket. If we're if we're talking about like sleeper picks or out, outside shots, I remember um, like earlier in the year, Kuyashi actually won a whole event over Ginger, and I believe they won it from they either won it from losers or they beat Ginger twice to win it too. So that was like one of their their most like really impressive showings. I got blocked from Ginger from that. I got blocked by Ginger that event because he tweeted like, "Oh, it's so hard to beat a Mark that teleports across the stage." And I'm like, "We love our humble top ten players to be able to accept losses with grace." And they just blocked me, and I'm like, "Oh, wow. oh no!" <laughs> I still can never get over uh, the the poll Ginger had to his fans. I'm oh like, am I, no! Don't am I top ten? <laughs> I feel like we talk about this once every like four episodes. I've had Ginger's fans are like, no. Yeah, Ginger, even Ginger's fans just like love him. Just like, Ginger, I love and respect your grind. I think what you're doing for the scene and what you're doing for yourself is amazing. I don't know if you're top 10 yet. Even Ginger's fans, like, come on. Can you just be like, yeah, yeah, you're top 10. You can do it. Maybe top 15. <laughs> I don't know. Magi's doing pretty, pretty well. Yeah. I actually think that discussion for like sec like two, three, and four for the Falco players is a uh, is really interesting. Ambi, don't I know you you're gonna say that fiction is is, well, I don't is, know if second he is now. I think he can be. I think it'd be kind of ridiculous to say that given that fiction doesn't enter stuff. I like I think the clear second best right now is either Ginger or Frenzy, depending on how much weight you apply to Europe. I think Frenzy best is the eye test for me, but like obviously Ginger's got like results against good players in America. Um but I think Magi is also, like, super in that conversation. A very, very talented player, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, I think she... Ginger, enter uh, a little bit. Oh, yeah, he's in yeah. there. Yeah, cool. yeah he he's in there. I think Frenzy, for, for me, is, like... Like, in my head, I have him around the same level as Albert, who is notoriously someone I have no idea how to evaluate. Because every time, every time I see Albert against, like, a tough opponent and he beats him, I'm like, oh, wow, that's a good performance for Albert. So clearly I just like keep perpetually underrating him. Mm-hmm. So so I, I guess may, maybe Frenzy's in the same kind of player that I don't have a good grasp on. But certainly by the eye test, I seem to think he's around that level. Uh, I saw Shroom in the list. That's like a, somebody who doesn't really enter a lot. I'm excited to see how he does. I love to watch Sheik. Sorry, so who, who are that? your Shroom? Oh, Shroom. I don't Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I feel like I haven't seen him that much, which is how funny would it be if Shroomed won? That would be Shroomed a very classic summit, right? Like, that would be super summit. Yeah, Shroom just like gets in there. I mean, nobody questions it. Shroom just in summit. He would fit right in, right? It would be, ah, Shroom is at this event. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Does Shroom have internet again? I remember that was a big thing where he would like play from someone else's apartment. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe he's playing it. I, I thought he was playing from his mom's apartment. Was it his mom? That's that's really funny, actually. Oh my god! I just thought of the the craziest thing, Ambi. What if Mog makes it to Summit? Mog. Uh, I think that would be. I I don't know. I don't have any opinion about Mog being at Summit. Like if he's at Summit, I won't I won't really pay one one uh, 
you know, any mind to that as by itself. I think a mog placing high enough in this tournament tournament to qualify yeah, to for win or place top it would, two. It would have to be the funniest run I've ever seen a peach make. Uh, I'm just imagining like mog beating ginger. <laughs> I like what that would look like, right? Just like it's happened. Yeah, <laughs> we have a familiarity right, with right. what it looks like. And like, you know, just like at this big event, ginger is like one match away from making it to summit all he has to do is beat mog and mog like jumps and floats to the platform and then doubts meshes four times in a row what a terrifying <laughs> matchup this is who you have to beat to make it to summit mog yeah. that's a horrifying that's every falco player's nightmare yeah yeah that's awesome i think that the mog magi money matches were so funny oh i didn't see these how did these go they were good sets Mog's nasty. You can't, you can't just say that and not elaborate. No, it was just, it's exact. All I'm going to say is it's exactly what you'd imagine. Like, all, like, I think they played like two, I think they played three, three sets, right? Mm-hmm. I think, uh, or after they played in Cruise, Mog won the first money match, Magi won the second, and I think Magi, Magi won the third one, if, I, if I'm not mistaken. That's funny. They were good, they were good sets, though. Magi is someone else who I think could probably could probably win this event. Yeah, she's my number one hope. I really want Magi to get in. I really want like, uh, Fiction. I just want Fiction to get in this one to see him play. I just love the dynamic he brings. Just the Falcons. Yeah, all all three Falcons of us are... <laughs> Alright. Well, I guess before we head into our patron question segment, why don't we make predictions on who we think will make Summit for um, through the big one? And I, get, and I guess with that, our prediction for who will win the event ambi do you want to start for who's gonna win or how many slots is yeah two two slots uh it's gonna be wizard and fiction that's my that's my prediction and trendy uh it's gonna be uh magi and stj very similar genre to my picks yeah if Wizard was going, I would say Wizard and Magi. I'm gonna say Gatsu and Zamu for my picks. Oh, those are good picks. Yeah. Oh, Zamu's entering. Yeah, Zamu's in here. I think Zamu's been playing pretty well recently too, and he's yeah. Every he's event Zamu's gone to now, right? Done. That's another one. Every event Zamu's gone to, he's he's done really well. Yeah, he's full time now, right? He's full time streaming stuff. Yeah, full time streamer got oh. sponsored. Yeah, reads reads Lennon on stream also. Reviews it, reviews it, reviews it with his fans. It's great. Zamu was part of a book club that that I was in. That was all about like reading leftist stuff. It was, it was pretty fun. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna look through my um I'm gonna look through the questions that we have for you, Trinity. Um, Usually, this is the time where I talk about what kind of questions we got from patrons. And I got to say, the ones we got from patrons this week were a little disappointing. So, <laughs> Well, I think they weren't that bad. It's just they were very hard to, uh, they were very hard to translate to a, a podcast format. So like, there's one that I'm, that I'm uh, you know, that I, I thought was good, but it was also, like, very difficult. It's from Zach, 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. I'll, I'll do my best to translate it to, like, a verbal, a verbal question. Fill in the blank to the best of your ability. If all my Project Peppy players, uh, and it's a Jigglypuff emoji, Marth emoji, Fox emoji, Fox emoji, Sheik emoji, drowning, and then like the scream emoji and a wave, and I can only save one, and like the determined emoji and the grimace emoji, 
Catch me at the funeral, sad ghost rose. Playing friendlies at the setup with blank. 100, 100, 100. This is so hard. This is like killing six six people. I thought you were going to say brain cells for a second. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, I'd probably say Spinda. <laughs> I'd say Spinda. Yeah, I'd be playing for this with Spinda. We'd be playing rats and we'd up, be upping on his head going, beep, beep. That'd be pretty good, yeah. Just like LSD, right. like, yeah. drowning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't get the good of some of it. Yeah. <laughs> spend, spend up on my house tournament over Fabioli. Mm-hmm. That's pretty hype. Like I have a... On my table. I, I have a good one from YCZ that I'm just going to reform out a little bit. What's your best tweet? Or what's, like, the... What's, like... Yeah, what tweet are you most proud of? Um... That's gone viral, presumably. Uh, I mean, probably I'm the best melee player on acid in this Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. Or just like uh, that picture of that kid with the gun, and it's like, "Mom, please do not turn off my GameCube while I'm at school. I'm trying to unlock YouTube." It's a picture of Frieza and Super Smash Bros. Melee. <laughs> Um, here's an here's okay. another one from Zach one two three four five six seven eight. Do you have a proudest moment that comes to mind from the work you've done with Team Combo, Gailey, Peppy? Um, when it comes to Gailey, it's just uh, I I was working with uh, Five Days of Melee to do the crew battle, and I had to do like a what melee means to me thing. So what 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 uh, Gailey means to me. So I made a made a forms and a lot of people responded with just like how gaily like they met their partner they like reformed their life or like they like say they're from a depressive episode of the quarantine they'll have to come to terms with their own sexuality or and that made me really happy and seeing everybody take pictures with their merch on and stuff and send it to me i'm really happy in regards to team combo uh just like seeing a lot of the players that i helped that i had helped get coached Talk about how much I love melee and keep playing. And I'll tell you, with West Coast, I have some of the most devoted, gifted fucking players anybody's ever gonna see. And like, I I'm stunned by some of the players. Uh, I don't know. I'm just really proud of like, like Dev Dog and Belparia and uh, Influenza and how far they've gone and how and Catbug and how much they've grinded. Um, yeah, that's a very wholesome answer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Uh, Blair yeah, had a, a good couple of questions, which I thought maybe a, a good follow up to that question is: uh, What is the Gelly Discord doing that other people should do that aren't they aren't doing yet? Because I know that you're you're very much on that wave. We were talking earlier in the pre-show about how uh, how you think that Discord is a uh, so much better than Smashboards ever was, and I think that might have something to do with your involvement in this Discord. So, what are you guys doing that other people could be doing better? Uh, I mean, there's a lot of things I could be doing better too, but. It's just like trying to keep up communication and keeping the community involved and having channels for everything and like kind of pay attention to everybody's requests and making sure like nothing is brushed off as silly. I don't know. In regards to tournament hosting, we're just, uh, I like to like try to shout out community members a lot and give community members a spotlight that don't usually get it. And like, I just like, 
do the top eight graphics every week and they're all custom and it makes it and like people are like oh what's a top eight graphic what's a top eight graphic or i want to make top eight so i get on one of the graphics because they all just like like graphics i make and i don't know i like put community first and then because gaily was a community before i even ran tournaments so i'm trying to keep it that way with it and try to keep it from being just a tournament thing so i actually have have a question for you on that note as far as like the, the creation of Gaily goes, did it scale bigger than you could have imagined, or was this the kind of response and like involvement that you expected when you when you made it? Um, I think it. Uh, I think it's. I could. I, if somebody told me, I said yeah, but I just expected it to be just like a little Discord of like a hundred people. And that's kind of how it was for a bit, and then I was like, I'm gonna host a tournament, and then I'm like. There's so many good players in here. What if we just hosted an invitational? So I hosted Gailey Summit, and then we went from 300 foreign members to 800. And then I went to Five Days in Melee, and I got platformed there. And I was like, whoa. And then I talked to Emily Waves about how she grew Smash Dishes, and I just followed her advice. And yeah, it's just bigger than I could ever imagine. It's going to get bigger, probably. How many people are in your Discord? Uh, like 1,200 right now. That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's Gay Smashers. Hell yeah! And I, I don't I don't do everything perfectly. I could I could be better, but I mean, I, I'm I'm like the first to do it, and I I seem to be doing okay. Are there any content creators within Gaily who who you would want to shout out? Like any like any other contributors to the scene in ways that aren't just like competing? Um, I mean, I want to shout out Ash uh, Leap, who's been there for like since the beginning. And, like Vaporeon, she's like a top PM player, but also just like keeping me in check with a lot of my decisions and making sure that we have the, you know, like especially with moderating. I don't know. Uh, anybody else that want to shout out? I want to shout out Spinda. She just does a lot for Daily and she really helped the platform and she's just a good representative. Like, happy to have her as like the first center PR. And I think LSD is going to probably be first in our PR, and I think he's going to be just as good. I don't know. Content creators? I don't know. So I, all the admins, Chaka and Maya and Voda and Sophie and Greg Turbo. Gailey, <laughs> <laughs> Admin, Greg Turbo. Something you, you also mentioned before the show is that you want to talk about a couple of Indiana players that people should be looking out for. So I guess now is a good a good chance for you to bring them up uh i want to shout out mad tyro i mean oh, i didn't know he was mad... indiana that's really cool yeah i've been playing with mad tyro for like four years i told him that he's gonna be the best luigi in the world one day i always said i know it's like a dumb thing how people it's like how people say aklo is the best link and he he plays link the best but he doesn't play link you know people say that he's just the best player that plays link and i'm like mad tyro you are the best Luigi player. Like, you love Luigi the most, and one day you'll be the best player that plays Luigi, and you'll be one of the best players. And I think he's on the trajectory, you know? So I want to shout out Matt Tyro. I really want to shout out Ryguy, who would be uh, Jflex. Insane win. Former top 100 player. Uh, Blue. I want to shout out Blue. Uh, Peak of the Wanderer. Pretty good. They're pretty new, and they're really good. Uh... Uh, Latin, he's a little salty gamer, but I want I want him to get really good. So my three O set kind of gets him. It's like a really good. Thing. <laughs> like 
Like, I beat Blue when he was, like, like an O2-er when he first started, and I'm like, yeah, I'm, I don't know against Blue. It's like, don't, don't make you play him, but... And Dow is really good. He's crazy. And most importantly, Hefty Pecker Rod, who's, like, really good. Goodness, he's good. He's really good. He's going to mess people up with Beaver Travels. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. But Dow, I think Dow specifically, specifically is, like, going to be one of the future best players in Indiana. All right. Uh, Amby, do you have any other other questions that you had for Trinity? Well, or? Uh, I think that uh, we could transfer. We could we could we could move over a little bit to this this end segment that we came up with because you know we're all melee people. We do melee stuff all the time, but we're also people and we do other stuff in the world on our day to day basis. So uh, I think it'd be good to talk a little bit just about like what have we been doing outside of the game? What types of stuff are we into? What types of stuff? Uh, we do that make us people that exist outside of this like weird social media box of Super Smash Brothers. Uh, and if you get like what what's new with you guys? What are you into this week? Yeah, what, why don't we let them start first? Um, I recently started an anime called Hajime Info. Sets with that, I love it, and I loved it so much that I started. I like rethought my whole lifestyle and I started running. So I've been running every day now. <laughs> oh, nice! That's awesome. So I was just like fixing like how how lazy I was, and I switched my major to graphic design because I think I'm good at that and I think that's what I want to do with my life. And I bought a drawing tablet. So now I'm really good at Jackbox. Yes. Is that a Huon tablet? Uh, it's a XP mm. tablet. And yeah, so I've been doing that, uh, running, watching anime, uh, reading. What are you reading? Politics. Uh, I'm reading Blood- Mornings in Janine, which is a book about uh, just like Palestinian people. Design. I got a graphic design vouch <laughs> in the chat. <laughs> yeah. Wait, did you say the- you got a Norman Finkelstein book? No, Mornings in Janine. A- oh, Morning. G- I thought you said Norman Finkelstein. <laughs> no. I was going to be like, oh, yeah, I think he has a new book coming out, actually. And I've been reading this book my girlfriend uh, recommended me called uh, Reincarnation Blues. It's pretty good. What about you, Edwin? So, I'm gonna try to keep this quick. Uh, I, basically, as as many of you know, I my my pol- my uh, interests are usually in like pro sports, politics, or melee. So, something I've been doing a lot of is like re- revisiting like both like texts by the. So I'm Indian American, just just for reference. Like my my I was born in like Jamaica, but most of my family's from India. And, like, following the whole COVID situation has definitely, like, made me a little more, like, intricate with, like, the inner workings of, like, Indian politics and everything. And I think uh, something that we often forget about in the United States when studying politics in another country is that it's not, like, it's not, like, an entire country is, like, like there's, like, an easy national political scene or whatever. Like, like a country like India is going to be split into so many different languages, different sects of people. Like that, like the, like the idea of nations and the way that we think of them today is like so it's so it's so relatively modern in human history. Like even India as a concept, like this is this is something that spans like groups of people who may not like even share like a religion or or like a sect of a religion or like languages with, with each other. So this is this has been a concept that's been in like the back of my mind as I'm just like learning more about the like 
you know, India's development in the 20th century, how things got to where it became today, you know, like how it's handling COVID and everything. Um, I just think, I just think this stuff is very like humbling to learn because you, because you kind of see not quite the same, but, but you see similar, like, like, I don't know how else to put this, but like dialectical processes that in like other, like you get to see things through like a, like, or at least the way I'm reading it, you you begin to, like, form a lens for how things work when you notice something happening in another country with with kind of, like, a weird analogy to how we think of American politics, but just, like, a few differences where, like, something else, something is weighted differently than it is here. And I just think... Uh, I, I've always had an interest in, in stuff like this for other countries, but I find that, like, at least reading more about, you know, like, my ancestry has has given me a, a deeper, more, like, fresh perspective on it. Yeah, I've been super interested in, like, India, uh, like, uh, all the politics of, like, India. I've been saying, right about, like, the partition and stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, like, I hate colonialism so much. <laughs> what about you, Ampy? How's your life been? What's, what's uh, you been yeah, no, my life's been good. Uh, I, I just got back from, like, a big family reunion. So, like, uh, a lot of my family is from El Salvador. And, uh, you know, my, my extended relatives very rarely get all together in one, in one place. Um, but they all got together. And I spent the last couple of days, like, in North Carolina. Uh, and, you know, I've just been, like, going outside more. And I really I really got to say, I think we all good. need to go outside more, man. Yeah. I think it's like, uh, I'm just starting to feel more like myself again, right? Like, after after months of being locked... Like this, like the Tatami Galaxy. Like you leave one apartment and it just becomes your apartment again. Um, I just feel like uh, I might have been wrong about not liking the sun. <laughs> I think uh, I think it's very underrated going outside these days. So if you have like a trail nearby you or something, just go walk on the trail. It's all good. You'll feel better afterwards. Or just go in the woods. It's great. And if you're a gamer and you're like, but I'd rather be playing melee and practicing. The, the best mail I've ever played was when I went for a run and, like, sweated my guts out and then wanted to die. And then I sat down and then I waited, like, five seconds. And I was, like, the most refreshed I've ever been. And I never I did not miss a tech chase the entire day. Just yeah, run. Yeah. That's, what, that's what Wizzy does. <laughs> and he's, like, insane tech chasing. If you really can't it's... be away from melee for, like, ten minutes to go jogging, yeah. like, I don't know, man. <laughs> Get some help. Well, like, like, YouTube download... A drug fox lesson. Put it on your phone. Listen to it while running. That's know. that's what I do at the that's what I do at the treadmill. But I do that with I do that with fiction lessons or Kadoran mini lessons. Yeah, <laughs> when I'm know, at the treadmill. I don't know. Just I, go outside. I've been taking Kadoran lessons. It's really smart. I think it's a uh, it's very nice to be out in the sun. I think I was not one of these people, and now I'm abruptly one of these people. Um, quarantine made me an outdoors person, <laughs> so. All right. Well, I think that just about wraps it up. We've been going for like 80 minutes or so, bit of a shorter episode. But Trinity, you are a wonderful guest. It was really awesome having you on the show. Um, I hope to see you at the next major I go to. I'm sure Ambie hopes the same. Is there anything that you want to plug where we can follow you, where the people can follow your work, you know, keep up to date with everything? Um. I'm Melee Sad Post, and if you're really looking forward to what I have next is, I just finished my whole cycle of Gaily Summit into the big, into the gay one, you know, that's like my thing. Uh, and next, my next 
work loop is Team Combo West Coast Edition. We have coaches like Homemade Waffles, uh, Toe, Spark, some really uh, really great talent from the West Coast are going to teach some brand new melee players about six months to a year in experience how to play, uh, how to amp up their next game. So we're going to have a bracket. We're going to start with the bracket, and we're going to see how they stack up against each other, and they're going to choose their coaches. And then a month later, uh, you're going to see uh, how they improved. And if you want to see who the coaches are, you can go to twitter.com slash the team combo. And they, the purchases haven't chosen their coaches yet. So. Awesome. And if you like Melee Stats, you, you, you can support us on patreon.com slash Melee Stats. You can subscribe to us our, at our YouTube channel and our Twitch channel. You can follow us at Melee Stats Pod on Twitter. You can join the Melee Stats podcast server, which will be linked in the description of this video. Um, yeah, so that's about it. Thanks for tuning in. It's been a really nice show doing it with both you folks. Um, hope to see you guys next week. Yeah, Peace. thanks, guys.